Good afternoon, Morgantown and abroad, and welcome to the first installment of our newest news show, The Good, the Bad, and the Strange. Each week, we hope to bring you three stories that fall under those categories. For News at U92, I'm Francis Egan. Our good story for this week revolves around celebrity billionaire Mark Cuban. For the bad, we have five fun facts about Elon Musk and his rise to power. And for the strange, monkeys in Pennsylvania. Starting with the good, a few weeks ago, Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drug Company launched an online pharmaceutical retailer. Now, it feels like more often than not, news about pharmaceutical companies doesn't fall under the good category, but apparently Mark Cuban is gearing up to change that. The company's mission statement claims to disrupt the drug market by implementing a system of complete transparency in regard to pricing. The mission statement, which can be found at costplusdrugs.com mission, goes on to explain how prices are calculated for their drugs. Here is a direct quote from the mission statement. Quote, Our cost for albendazole is $26.08 per course. We mark that price up by 15% so we can continue to run the company and invest in disrupting the pricing of as many drugs as we possibly can. That makes the base price of the drug $30. Then we add on the actual cost, $3, that our pharmacy partners charge us to prepare and provide your prescription to you. That makes the sales price on this website $33, far, far lower than the pricing available in the marketplace, unquote. This complete transparency allows the website to not only charge far lower prices than their competitors, but it also allows them to indirectly point out how much their competitors are overcharging their customers. According to pharmacists, the CVS on High Street here in Morgantown charges over $200 for the same course of albendazole. If we can assume CVS is buying their albendazole from the same or similar sources that Cost Plus Drugs is using, we can deduce that CVS is marking up the price of the drug by 600%, rather than Cost Plus's 15%. Now, just to be clear, that is only a projection based on limited data. Different insurance companies and different networks provide different prices, but still, that is an exorbitant markup that no logical person could justify. There is a reason why transparency isn't something you see often in the pharmaceutical industry, and that is corporate greed. Now, as a rule of thumb, I generally assume anybody with over a million dollars in the bank is doing something nefarious with it, but as far as I could tell, this seems pretty legit, and I will be sure to provide updates if that changes. For now, Mark Cuban, you've earned your place in the good category. Moving on to the bad category. Any of you who regularly use Twitter will know this next fella. His name is Elon Musk. And boy, howdy, do we have some stories about him that'll change the way you read his tweets about farting. Five fun facts about Elon Musk, starting our list at number five. Elon loves to tweet about how anybody can become a billionaire like him if they just work hard enough and pull themselves up by their bootstraps. You know, just like he did. Except he didn't. Elon Musk's father is a man named Errol Musk, who once described the affluent and Scrooge McDuckian childhood that Elon Musk grew up with. In an interview with Business Insider, he claimed, quote, we had so much money at times that we couldn't even close our safe, unquote. Errol went on to tell a story about how Elon and his sister, both of them teenagers at the time, stole emeralds from him and sold them to Tiffany and Company for $2,000. He said he was surprised, sure, but not concerned in the slightest, as money was so plentiful. Now, there's nothing wrong with having rich parents, but to go on and act like anybody in the world can break into the world of billionaire business just as easily as you did while deliberately not mentioning your incredibly affluent childhood, it's pretty despicable. Surely you can see how pulling yourself up by your bootstraps isn't as feasible when your bootstraps aren't lined with emeralds. Number four, 
In a book about Musk's life written by Bloomberg technology reporter Ashley Vance, you can find an email Musk allegedly sent to a Tesla employee regarding an absence from work. Why did the employee miss work? To witness the birth of their child. Elon Musk's email reportedly read, quote, That is no excuse. I am extremely disappointed. You need to figure out where your priorities are. We are changing the world and changing history, and you either commit or you don't, unquote. Keep in mind, this was a Tesla electric car company employee, the average salary of which is reported to be up to $163,000 per year, according to Indeed.com. In 2020, Elon Musk would have made that amount of money every 13 minutes. So if it wasn't obvious why some employees might have more dedication to the company than others, hopefully that clears it up. Now, it is true that Elon Musk himself has denied the validity of this claim, but he has not provided a comment on the email that Vance cited in her book. Number three, Elon Musk has been very vocal on Twitter and in interviews about his opposition to increased taxes on billionaires and government subsidies. He once said in a tweet that, quote, eventually they run out of other people's money and then they come for you, unquote. Now, this on its own isn't a bad thing. People are allowed to have opinions on taxes and the government. However, specifically Elon Musk to be making specifically this statement is a spit in the face to every taxpaying citizen of this country. In case you don't know, Elon's companies have received billions of dollars in government loans, tax credits, and subsidies. When Elon runs out of money, he makes the government take yours, all while telling his 73 million Twitter followers that doing exactly what he's doing is wrong. Number two. Just be warned, this next fact includes references to false accusations of pedophilia and sexual assault. Some of you may remember, back in the summer of 2018, there was an event involving a group of young football players in Thailand becoming trapped in a cave system due to a flash flood. The boys had gone into the cave system with their assistant coach to explore the cave systems in what was apparently a regular occurrence. They didn't know, however, that there would be a flash flood, and rising water would force them further into the cave system. The boys were rescued days later, after the entire country rallied together to extract them safely from the cave system, even when rain and flooding became worse. All of the boys survived. Back to Elon Musk. You might remember that during this time, Elon was very vocal on Twitter about his solution to the problem, a submersible designed by his engineers that he sent over to the Thai rescuers. They declined to use his submersible, as the passageways to the air pocket that the boys were trapped in were too narrow to even bring oxygen tanks through in places. Musk didn't like not being the center of attention, so he engaged Vernon Unsworth over Twitter, lobbying schoolyard insults over at him. Vernon was a legacy cave diver with years of experience who played a key role in saving the boys' lives, but he didn't use Musk's submarine so Elon Musk baselessly accused him of being a pedophile on Twitter to his millions of followers. I hope I don't need to explain why accusing someone of pedophilia on such a public platform when you have no evidence of any kind is a bad and insanely immature thing to do, but he did it anyway. Unsworth sued Musk for defamation when no evidence of pedophilia was found surrounding him or anyone he interacts with. However, as legal cases go against billionaires, Unsworth lost. Musk would go on to play both sides, doubling down on the comment to some interviewers and backstepping to others. In an interview with a BuzzFeed reporter, when asked about the situation, Musk told the reporter to, quote, stop defending child rapists, unquote. 
This would suggest to any logical person that Elon was dead serious in his accusation, that he fully suspects Unsworth to be a pedophile. However, when the court case came up and Elon had to testify, he claims that the insult pedo guy is commonly used in South Africa where he grew up and is not an accusation of pedophilia but a comment on a person's overall creepiness. It takes less than five minutes to look this up and find it to be false. Obviously, no one knows the intricacies of the people Musk made friends with in his childhood, but multiple writers, authors, and journalists from South Africa have since wrote about this claim and how utterly false it is. South African author Rosa Leister wrote a response article titled, quote, No, pedo guy is not a harmless South African slang term. Subtitle, Despite what Elon Musk says, it means a guy who is a pedophile, a pedo guy. Everywhere in the world, it means that, unquote. Vernon's legal team went on to describe Elon Musk as, quote, a thin-skinned billionaire who is obsessed with his public image and has a history of vindictively and intentionally ignoring the truth to maintain that PR-created image, unquote. If you ask me, they hit the nail right on the head with that one. Finally, we reach number one. Again, going to Elon Musk's Twitter, because he seems to not realize that the things he posts on his verified Twitter account are actually available to the people on Twitter who can fact-check them. Elon once tweeted, quote, Nothing stopping Tesla team at our car plant from voting union. They could do so tomorrow if they wanted, but why pay union dues and give up stock options for nothing? Unquote. This alone is a violation of labor laws. The NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board, entered an investigation into Tesla after that tweet. According to the board, it is illegal to threaten to take away pay or benefits from workers if they are found to be organizing a union. Tesla was also forced to remove a section from their confidentiality agreements barring any employee from talking to the media without written permission from a superior, another violation of national labor law. Finally, Tesla was forced to rehire Richard Ortiz, who was illegally fired for his involvement in a campaign called Fair Future at Tesla, an ongoing campaign by the Union of Auto Workers to organize the company. If you enjoy modern amenities like labor rights, the weekend, going home when your shift is over, and basic on-site safety in your workplace, thank a union. That is going to conclude our bad section. I hope you all had as much fun as I did. Now for a palate cleanser, we're going to move on to the strange. A truck full of monkeys en route to a CDC quarantine site crashed in the forests of Pennsylvania a few weeks ago, wherein three monkeys escaped. These monkeys are considered to be very dangerous. Pennsylvania State Police Trooper Andrea Pelichick had this to say, quote, We're asking everyone to stay away from the monkeys. If they see one, call 911 immediately and get away from the monkey. Thankfully, no monkeys or people were hurt in the crash, aside from one man who was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. However, law enforcement says the monkeys are possibly carrying strains of herpes B and something called monkeypox. Law enforcement speculated that if the monkeys were not found by morning, cold weather would likely get to them first. But thankfully, all of the monkeys have been accounted for, according to NBC News. It is unclear at this time why a truck full of monkeys was being brought to a CDC quarantine site, but it definitely is strange. We will be sure to provide any updates on this story if anything more comes to light, but in the meantime... This has been The Good, The Bad, and The Strange, and I have been your host, Francis Egan. Stay tuned on U92 The Moose for more news and more great music.